everyone, welcome to DIY French. This is Leanne Stanfield and you're welcome to this episode. It's the second episode that we, um, we have. You are welcome to ask me questions. There is a chat possibility as well. So if you don't want to necessarily speak up, you can always send the questions in the chat. I already have a few questions that you sent to me and I'm going to go ahead and answer them to not waste your time. This is the second episode of DIY French, a way that I found to communicate with you and to help you before you consider registering to the program DIY French and to also in the same time see what you will get in this program. What kind of advice How is my method different than the others? So I'm going to answer Charlie's question. He says, I am looking to develop a degree of fluency and comprehension. I can generally get by with limited vocabulary, but understanding responses is harder. So a degree of fluency and comprehension tells me that you would like to speak, Charlie, and then... I can generally get by with limited vocabulary, but understanding responses is harder. Tells me that hearing is what you see to be your biggest challenge. Based on your question, Charlie, I'm going to offer you a couple of options that you may not have thought about. It's not always how much we learn, how much we know, is many, many times the way we learn it, the way we practice. And this is where DIY French comes in. Hi, Julie. Uh, thanks for Hi. coming. Hello. Hi. Uh, How are you? I'm, I'm fine, Julie. Thank you so much for coming. And I apologize. Last time I didn't realize that I had to accept you and unmute you. And you've been coming a couple of times before it was automatic. So I think that the software changed. I apologize for that. Oh, I'm no very worries. happy that no you you came back. How can I help you? Hi. Okay. So, um, I mean, I feel like you probably hear this all the time. Um, I just want to, I guess, learn French. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I took Spanish in school Yeah. and I tried, I tried French, but for some reason it just seems so hard and difficult. So for many years, I just blocked it. Like I was just like, okay, it's, it's not for me. I can't do it. Then I don't know. I something I feel like I am coming back to it, and I'm very, very interested. And I feel like this time I'm committed. Like I wanted to work. I want to learn French. Can I ask you a few questions? Sure. So you took Spanish for how long and when? So I took Spanish in junior high school and high school, and then I took a little Italian in college. So mm-hmm. let's see, Spanish I took maybe six years, and then Italian I took two years. So both Latin, so you would expect that they would help you for French, right? Right. That's what I would have thought, but I just couldn't, I don't know. I just couldn't grasp it. It was, it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's okay. Well, I'm here to discover, hopefully find the reason and then the trigger. And once we see that, then, you know, you should be able to be more at ease when you're learning French. That's, that's my goal here to help you do it yourself if you possibly can, right? Sure, sure. So six years of of Spanish, two years of Italian. Do you mind me asking where you're located or where where were you when you took Spanish? In New York. I'm in New York City and I grew up in New York City, so yes. 
Okay, cool. Then Spanish is pretty much around you quite a bit. It is, but I'm, I'm not fluent. No, I understand that. Do you think that the ease of, of learning Spanish is because you've been exposed to Spanish quite a bit? It could be. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think so. Um, seeing people speaking and seeing people learning and hearing it back, left and right gives you subconsciously the idea, wait a second, this is easy. Most people are doing, so many people, I mean, I, are doing it. Plus, maybe you had a quite a good motivation. I don't know in high school if that was quite a bit of motivation for you, but as an adult, for sure, would be, right? Because you may want to speak Spanish. Right. Com- right. Com- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just trying to be the, you know, the detective here. So. Right. I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I just, I always found Spanish, and, and you're probably right, and that's probably why I always found Spanish to be so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we can think about that. Now, it, why something happened is not very important, but because now we're comparing three languages that are quite similar, that's why I'm going there. How did you feel about Italian? Did that feel easy? How did that feel for you? Italian was, was very easy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that um, with Italian, like Spanish, you speak what you're actually reading. And I think with French, it was very, co- it was very, very complicated for me because I couldn't, I couldn't seem to retain like, you know how like you take two words and when you actually speak it, they're like, they sound like they're one word mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you don't pronounce certain letters. And I think that was very confusing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that this is the actual reason. Indeed, Spanish and Italian are much more of what you see is what you get kind of language pronunciation-wise. I think that pronunciation, the rules of pronunciation are at the core of your frustration with learning French. I'm learning Spanish, Italian, and German mm-hmm. right now. Right. So I understand Spanish and Italian. Well, Italian, I think I'm understanding all of it. Like I'm gonna say ninety eight percent, not to be very cocky, and, and then Spanish, <laughs> and then Spanish. Um, Spanish, I understand about seventy five percent. So Spanish mm-hmm. does have some rules of pronunciation. Italian right. has a couple. So a couple of situations where GLI, right? So you know what I'm talking about. It's Lee, and so then then you pronounce them in differently than they are actually written. With right. French, uh, there are about fifty rules of pronunciation. Five zero. Yeah. So just like yourself, most of my clients didn't have a way to find, you know, well, how do I pronounce? How do I read, right? Reading pronunciation mm-hmm. or how do I spell, right? Because if I hear something, I don't know how to write it down. Or if right. I see it, I really don't know how to say it. So I couldn't find a complete set of pronunciation and I created my own. So that's pronunciation master course that actually comes with DIY French that's going to mm-hmm. happen December. It's going to be like a three-week version of the DIY. Right. But the rules of pronunciation is, I feel, where your challenge is coming from. And I'm wondering if you agree. Sure. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. That's okay. Yeah. I'm here to, to help. So, okay. yeah. So can you, can we focus a little bit on the rules, on the pronunciation now? Sure. Mm-hmm. What, what was your... Uh, Okay, so I think my biggest challenge is is I can't roll the R's. Mm-hmm. That's really hard for me. Even even in Spanish and Italian, uh, rolling the R's is always a little bit challenging. But I feel like the French R mm-hmm. is also a little bit different. Like it's a little bit further back in the throat. Yeah, and I find that very 
very difficult. Let me think, what else do I have a challenge with French? Say a pronunciation for just a quick, a little bit, and then we'll, we'll go further to other things. Okay, all right. So like a word like au revoir, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. So I will say- What is wrong? Okay, so let's stay on that. Okay. What is hard about au revoir? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. What okay. exactly do you feel like, oh, I can't say this right. This is wrong. I mean, I'm not even hearing myself correctly. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. But I mean, okay. I'm really embarrassed to open up, up, open my mouth on that word again. Really? Are you asking me to say it again? Like, I understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what about that word? Uh, uh, it's the rolling the R's in mm -hmm. the beginning of revoir and then mm -hmm. the N. So, mm -hmm. oh, so the R. If I go slowly, right? If I go slowly, mm -hmm. I can go oh, le, bois. Mm -hmm. But I, it sounds terrible. I know it sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. So I have a little. Uh, how about O A U? Is that o, o. familiar for you? O. Uh, yeah, a little that's, bit. O. A little bit, and then O I. That's pronounced what? Is that familiar to you? Uh, yeah, yes, a little bit. A little bit. Okay, cool. So I think that the, all the rules of pronunciation, so I understand the R problem. The R should be your last, your last um, focus. And okay. while okay. you... Yeah. Leah, I'm sorry. You know what? I just, I remembered something that um, always confuses me too in French. Yeah. yeah. So, bonjour mm -hmm. or bon. There's a bon, bon or bon. Mm. Okay, that is that's so confusing to me. I understand. Okay, perfect. May I speak to the au revoir first with the R's. Yeah. And first, yeah. and then I'll address the bon, the bon, and then bon. Yeah. Okay, perfect. The R's. So because this is the R was the first thing that you you brought up. They can't roll the R in French. Even Spanish and Italian R is hard. They are different in Spanish and Italian. Is the R, and the mm -hmm. French has the two options. And if you're following my, my daily podcast, you may hear it and you get even more frustrated. Are you kidding me? I can't do the simpler one and not have to do it even harder. Right. So, so there is the R that is the most common one. Um, that is, yes, it is back in the throat. And it's like the way when you, I mean, it's going to sound really disgusting and I'm sorry you're preparing uh, <laughs> breakfast there, but it's just like the way you prepare to spit, like the, <laughs> that thing. Right, so yeah. that is the way to pronounce the most common one, and then there's the grasseyer, mm -hmm. that's the one that it's more rare, is actually trademark French, and you can hear it apart from my videos and, and audios. You can hear it from uh, Edith Piaf, Charles Aznavour, Mireille Mathieu. This is uh, the grasseyer, and please don't try it because mm -hmm. it's not important. It's not important. What is important, and I'm going to, you know, this is the, the key thought, really. It's what's important is for you, Julie, to be clear. To be clear. You can even use the English R until you practice your R at home enough that you can go out in the world and not get embarrassed with it. Right, right. Because what's important is, are important, the other ones are important. What you said before about two words sound like one word. Mm -hmm. So you need to slow down. And then the letters that don't sound like they're written 
and those are again the pronunciation rules so right. i'm pointing out a few things and if you email me and i'm going to send you in writing a few strategies for you and i'm mm -hmm. going to send those to to you specifically because everybody's different but that's what i want to say about au, au revoir and then you're trying to say it see you're comparing your backstage to someone else's front stage like the stage meaning mm -hmm. you're comparing the way that you are trying to learn to speak with how a native sounds so you said au revoir and that's perfectly fine intention however for your level right now as far as i can tell it could be too quickly and so mm -hmm. you can easily enunciate this to make it easier on you so it'd be o re voir mm -hmm. but that is going to be clear for you only when you've been doing pronunciation rules so that you know that a u is o o i is wa every single mm -hmm. day of the week okay okay you feel like a little bit of this a little bit of that and you're not sure right right so when i'm telling you a u is always o then you're gonna relax and oh got it so everywhere in any word in french i'm gonna see a u it's gonna be o so i don't have to you know mm -hmm. struggle that much o i is wa as in oiseau bird right oiseau. right all right and then you said slowly is okay but sounds terrible so when you're saying it slowly you find that it's okay but it still sounds terrible well, uh, I think that it sounds terrible because it, or I feel that it sounds terrible. It didn't sound to me. I mean, it's a perfect pronunciation for a beginner in pronunciation. I don't know if you consider yourself a beginner. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. you are. Okay. Because I didn't want to offend you in any way. But from a pronunciation point of view, yes, you are. So slowly is always good. And if it still sounds terrible, then we have to tackle those pronunciation rules, right? So that mm -hmm. will, at least I'm clear. I mean, at least I know for sure that I said O for the AU and WA for OI. Right. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay. Slowly is always the thing that everybody has trouble with because it's very hard to speak slowly. It's like breathing slowly, same thing. Right. And, and when... Uh, let me address bonjour and bon, bon and bonne, right? Right. Okay. What about bon and bonne is a problem for you? Hi. Okay. Sorry. Oh, um, you know what? I think it's, it's memorization. It's, it's so, I know there are certain words that you would use bon and mm -hmm. then other words that you would use bun, bun. Mm-hmm. And it's, I guess it's a memorization. I can't seem, I have a hard time. Yep. I mean, they're the basic words, right? That right. of course we all know, but then the, you know, the more um, like good night, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, good day. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it gets a little bit confusing for me mm -hmm. or, you know, just to have to remember mm -hmm. yeah. the difference. I feel mm -hmm. like that's a lot. I understand, and I agree with you completely. I'm sensing that this has to do with genders. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a problem with the genders as well, too. <laughs> well, no, because this what you just said about bon and bon, when to use which, is about the genders. So when you say bonjour, it's bon and then jour, because jour is masculine, le jour. Mm-hmm. When you say bon, I'm going to confuse you even more, just so you know, <laughs> before I, I clear the waters here. So when you say bon journée, mm -hmm. is feminine because it's la journée. 
Mm. Now, if you want me to explain what's the difference between the two, I can definitely go there. But I think that we're dealing here with a much bigger issue, which are the genders. Right. Because you said memorization, and then you're perfectly right. So your intuition is brilliant. It is all about memorization. We have genders, then they're different from Spanish, and they're different from Italian. So I'm going to compare with Italian. Mm-hmm. In French, tiger is le tigre, and in Italian is la tigre. Mm-hmm. So I can't even help myself with the other Latin languages. That's insanity, right? <laughs> Nothing is really helping me. Really? Right. How do I go about this? And then, I'm sure that you've been doing on your own, because otherwise you won't be here, a lot of programs and applications and CDs, maybe, I don't know, um, mm-hmm. with French, tried, because you said you did. And then you notice that there are some rules for genders mm-hmm. and they're put out there and they're so clear. Oh, so this, these words that end in whatever usually are feminine. Right. These words usually are masculine and so on. Well, I personally have a huge, a huge trouble with any rule that starts and explains to me that usually it happens like that because mm-hmm. what does that mean? I have exceptions. Okay, so how do I deal with exceptions? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that? Right, yeah. Okay. And also, I'm going to put a lot, uh, even more gas on the, on the fire here because the more exceptions are with usually with most commonly used words, which you just said, basic words we all know. Mm-hmm. Those are most commonly used words. So mm-hmm. if the commonly used words make exceptions and you give me these rules that I'm supposed to learn, how mm-hmm. in the world am I going to manage a simple, basic conversation? Like, hello, how are you? I'm going, right? Um, right? I, and I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So the way to learn the genders is, unfortunately, through memorization. But I do have a trick that I found with all my, my hundreds of clients that I've worked with that works the best. And even if you already know these words, let's say table means table, written the same way of course it's mm-hmm. stable but do i really know the gender and now i know the gender when i see it but would i know the gender when i would be opening my mouth to say mm-hmm. my own sentences because that's the trouble when you learn them say for instance i don't know if possibly you know le livre so masculine is the book and la livre so feminine is the pound mm-hmm. so i actually have uh, the download it's free to access and i recommend that Again, send me an email and tell me what you need to, yes. to get. And I'm going to send you that as well. 84 words that have different meanings if they're using different genders. And so it's um, crude, right? Mm-hmm. What, the way to learn these are literally always looking them up and writing them down. But not table equals table because that's completely mm-hmm. preventing you from learning the gender ever. But always la table equals the table or une table equals mm-hmm. a table. Right. The reason I'm saying this is because our brain is a computer. The word the in the English translation is going to feel very redundant, but for the brain is not. Neuroscience tells us that the brain needs to map out things. And so if I have two words on the left and two words on the right, our brain is always going to learn them better, mm-hmm. easier. It's, and you're using the visual memory for that gender that is bingo because our brain is actually thinking in images. If you think about right. it, yeah, when you told me your, your story at the beginning, you had an, an image, a picture in your mind that you were 
that you right. were talking about and you're hoping that mm -hmm. I get that mm -hmm. same picture in my head, right? Right. So our brain literally thinks in images. And so the more we use the, the visual memory when we learn, Mm -hmm. the, the quicker that's going to happen. Right. So just to help out with memorization of the genders. Always look them up, even if you know the word, if you're really any, a little bit unsure of, do I really know the gender? Oh, it's <laughs> for instance, my clients, like, oh, they, they give me a gender, and then I tell them, are you sure that's a gender? And then, of course, there's another gender only, and then they go there. I always ask them, please look them up, because you see them, you see the word and then write it down. You see mm -hmm. it again, you make it experience like a kinesthetic memory. Mm -hmm. And that's going to help you three folds to memorize faster. But unfortunately, the bad news, um, you're right. It's all about memorization. And it's all about being consistent with looking up the words and even right. for vocabulary or for verbs. I don't know if you've gotten that far. I know. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I didn't think so based on your questions. But... For vocabulary, works the same way. Mm -hmm. Vocabulary itself, but as well as gender, that is included in the vocabulary. Don't right. Try to always be consistent and disciplined to write the words with their gender. Always mm -hmm. and always. Right. So that you give yourself that chance to memorize much faster. How does that okay. feel for you? Did that, did that give you a little aha moment or some, some tools that you could do that would make it? It did. It did. Um, you know, it helped me. It, it did give me a lot of clarity. Uh -huh. But I think also just like hearing you um, reflect back um, certain things like I shouldn't be focused on getting like the exact pronunciation at this mm -hmm. stage right yeah. there are more important things that i should be focused on i'm like oh of course that makes sense yeah so you know i'm thinking that perhaps focusing on pronunciation is getting in the way of just the you know of consistently you know studying it or practicing it okay you could follow i have a a youtube channel that has rules of pronunciation on it i have my mm -hmm. news that i don't know if you're uh, receiving it, the actual newsletter with the yes. crush course, mm -hmm. with some rules of pronunciation there as well, because it has to be a mix between the two, because not having the rules of pronunciation under your belt will not help you be clear. Mm -hmm. That's one point. And another point would be for you to remember that when you practice, mm -hmm. make it slowly. Mm -hmm. and use the rules of pronunciation that you already have. So mm -hmm. if you don't have all of them from me, mm -hmm. then use the ones that you do have and focus on clarity. Mm. Because if the other person understands what you, about, you are saying, then mm -hmm. you have a connection. Right. You see? Mm -hmm. And with the pronunciation, don't beat yourself up that hard right now because we at the beginning cannot hear the right sound until mm -hmm. our ear is trained. This is right. huge. It took me about two years with English to hear every single sound. And mm -hmm. I came here in North America fluent. I was considered fluent. And yet I couldn't understand a lot of things. And or I actually, I could understand, but just like you, I couldn't say them mm -hmm. 
um, the same way so that I'm clear. I couldn't. Um, children were laughing at me because the way I was pronouncing it. I was saying another word and I had no idea what I, what I right. did. Like short vowel, long vowel, which is important to English. It's not important in, to, in French, by the way. But we cannot hear these things. When you practice, always and always practice out loud. Again, it's about practice, right? And it's about, oh, I have to put in 10,000 hours. When in the world do I have 10,000 hours? Well, you don't necessarily have to in order to progress. You don't have to put those 10,000 hours. But the way you use that time, if you are never opening up your mouth when you're practicing, that's half the job that you right. need. Um, we, we want to hear it. And so this is helping you because you're going to hear yourself you're also going to practice your own speaking instrument, your, your mouth. Mm -hmm. So this is like a twofold practice when you're speaking out loud anything, whether you're reading, whether you're writing, whether you're listening to something. If you can speak along every so often, you know, because you can, you have to pause, maybe, I don't know. But just as much as you possibly can, do all of your practice out loud. And then you're going to start hearing these sounds. You're going to start hearing, and the moment you hear them, you're going to be able to produce them for your right. own words. Mm -hmm. It's a feedback. It's very much so, and and um, uh, okay. I, I I feel that this is really important for you, Julie. Okay. Okay. Anything else, or anything that I haven't mm, covered well enough for you? No, I feel like you've given me a lot of homework. So <laughs> I'm happy that to hear that. So yeah. So I'm going to email you um, as soon as as soon as we get off. I'll email you just a follow up, and then um, I can't I can't wait to you know start improving. Okay, perfect. And always please feel free to email me. Uh, now that we talked quite extensively, I know your background um, a, a little better, and so I know what to refer to. Um, what actually plays into your practice. Uh, but do you mind me asking you a question? Sure. How did you find this? So um, you're in B-School. I was on B-School. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in B-School. And I just came across um, a post, which I have to, I can't remember which post it is now. Mm -hmm. But it led me to Googling you. Right. Or no, did you have a link? I'm sorry. It's I'm sure it was because yes. I'm posting links there. Yes. 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 Okay. So there. yes. Okay. So and that's how I found you through B-School. Perfect. And another question and the last one, I don't want to keep you from breakfast. No, no, uh, no. Why do you want to learn French? Okay. It actually, it's very, it's actually kind of, I should learn French. Mm -hmm. So um, I have, I have a couple of businesses and one of my business, we work with clients, um, particularly in Paris. And so my business partner has always traveled to Paris, yeah. but you know, we find that like when I go with him to Paris, you know, it's, it's much more, it's, um, you know, we get more business, mm -hmm. uh, just because we, you know, like clients see us and how we interact and, you know, and we just work so well together. Right. And, and the, you know, the last time I was in Paris, I was thinking to myself, oh, you know what? I should learn because I think that I will have to come more often. Yeah. And, you know, and even simple things like at the airport, 
um, you know, I, I stop somebody to try to ask them where, you know, like where, um, you know, where I can go to get, you know, to call for an Uber, mm -hmm. but I couldn't say it. So I just said, okay, never mind. Just, you know, taxi. And even that was a bit of a struggle, mm -hmm. um, you know, speaking to the person at the airport because they, yeah. they didn't understand my, my hand gestures. Mm -hmm. I understand. I understand. And, you know, and, and my like non- you know, practically non-existent French. So, yeah. you know, so I do have a practical reason why I yeah. want to learn French. Yeah. So um, all my clients are exactly in your situation, business people uh, working with French clients or partners. Yeah. So with conversation like this, you always need to slow down and slow them down. Right. Because you wouldn't understand what they're saying <clears throat> you, even if you would ask correctly, right? Because you could learn a set of, of sentences, which I'm sure you can find anywhere, mm -hmm. um, how to ask something. But then, so what I suggest to you, Julie, is make a list of sentences that you know you mm -hmm. need when you mm -hmm. go there. And then say them out loud and see if I can or if I have, or send me an email and I'll send you what I have. I do have, um, in the course, in the crash course, actually, the second one has mm -hmm. a list of this. So, yes, and I did the, see that. You did see that. Perfect. And so then you do have the pronunciation because I have that video that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So when you practice it, practice it out loud all the time until you really feel you got it. But don't rush. You really have to feel in your gut that you've got it. Now, knowing that you're from B-School, I know how to talk to you. <laughs> because Marie always talks about this and I have to educate most people into it. Right. You have to feel in your gut that you got it and don't. Right. Rush. Um, right. Because the thing is, when you talk to natives or someone who's more fluent than you, they are, if they're not uh, professionals, it's very hard for them to, for them to slow down in their mother tongue as it is hard for you. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is a psychological thing that I'm calling the Godfather phenomenon. <laughs> you know, the Godfather movie? I'm yes. Sorry. So in Godfather, what is the character that speaks the slowest and the softest? Who is? Oh, yeah. The, the, Godfather. the top dog. Yes. Yeah, the, the top dog. Exactly. They don't need to prove themselves. Hence, they don't need to speak up or fast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They force you to lean in to listen, to hear what they have to say. Mm -hmm. Well, if you actually are faking this a little bit until you make it and slow down and soften your speech so that they have to lean into your speech pattern, then you have so many things that are resolved here. First of mm -hmm. all, you slowed them down, so they, they won't rush anymore, because they can't, because they're speaking to someone who's speaking very slowly, mm -hmm. so they'll adjust a bit. And then you'll be able to hear them too, and that also gives you time to think your thoughts through before you're saying mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. That's a great tip. Yeah, that's that's because it gives you many, many advantages. Plus, it kind of gives them the impression that you know what you what you're saying, what you're doing, right. mm -hmm. just because you're speaking like Godfather. Right. I'm not saying that you should, you know, slower. <laughs> <laughs> just slow down because when we slow down, and everybody, you know, this the typical salesperson pick up and listen really mm -hmm. loud and really quickly, right? They have mm -hmm. to prove themselves to get the sale. Mm -hmm. But if you do the other way around, then you'll actually give them the impression that you know what you're talking about. And, oh, wait a second, let me slow down to see what they're mm -hmm. saying, right? Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a psychological tip that I have for you when you go there. 
Right. That's great. Thank you so much for that. Cause yeah, I'm like, that is, that's such a good tip. And it's not even just for like being in Paris and trying to get, you know, a French person to slow down. But I feel like that's a really good tip in general for life. Yes, yes it is for public speaking and for any kind of um, networking. Absolutely. Right. Or even negotiating or that's just everything. like, yeah, everything. Yep. Just yeah. remember the Godfather. Um, I'm going to call it, I'm going to, yes, the Godfather effect. And now I'm going to always remember you. The Godfather effect. I like yes. it. Yes. All right. <laughs> Any other questions, Julie? No, that'll be all. I'm going to shoot you an email. Is that the email that, um, that I get the newsletter from? Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect. I'm going to do that right now um, as soon as we get off the phone. And thank you so much. This has been super helpful. Oh, my and, pleasure. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to, you know, like learning more from you. I'm looking forward to that too. So thank you so much Julie, for coming on, on the call. I really appreciate it. Because All right. Well, thank you people, for doing this. Yes. My, my pleasure. And a lot of people will learn from um, everything that, that you've asked. So I'm, I'm thankful for you coming on. Great. Thank you so much, Leanne. Have thank a great you. rest of your Sunday. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Julie. Bye. So as you noticed, Julie had fantastic questions, very practical, and I'm happy that she came on uh, the call to give me the opportunity to uh, address all these. So thank you, Julie, again. I was answering to Charlie, and um, I believe that Charlie's questions are very much understanding responses is harder. So this was Charlie's challenge that he doesn't understand the responses so i do want to finish his question so charlie what you need to do is again slow down so you have uh, the tip about the godfather effect speak slowly so you said that you can generally get by with limited vocabulary but understanding responses is harder you have to try to speak slower and then when you understand something, I actually came across this in, when I came to Canada, in my case, on the opposite uh, spectrum for English. Um, no, that's not true. For French, for Quebec French, I really don't understand Quebec French. And Quebec French from the, the country in Quebec is, is really like a dialect. I couldn't understand. Literally, I couldn't understand a word. And I was working on the phone at that point in time on the French line. I couldn't understand them. Um, I was in danger to be fired if I wasn't answering their questions. So quite high stakes. So I couldn't understand the response. What I did was to ask them a question about the word, one word at least, hopefully you understand at least one word. So the one word that I did understand. So getting the context, so actually you start the context, right? If you are asking a few questions with your limited vocabulary, as you say, and then you don't understand the responses, then whatever word you do understand from the response, ask a question further about that particular word. This way, you will have the person who is talking to you uh, have the feeling that you uh, are there and you are understanding what they're saying because you're asking a question further about that particular word that you did understand, as well as what you're also going to accomplish is slow them down. It's hugely important. Just listen back if you didn't listen um, until now about the Godfather effect. 
so when when you accomplish this particular thing to slow down you have to slow down first and then ask them a question about one word that you understood then they'll slow down a little bit to answer if you didn't understand everything that's fine you maybe understood another word ask them a question about that other word they'll slow down even more psychologically speaking when someone is asking you questions more in detail they will actually lean into what you're saying and they will slow down to pay more attention to what you are saying in this way they'll slow down for you so you can hear them better and you can hear most of what they're saying. So Charlie, um, as with Julie, if you have any further questions about this, please, you're welcome to follow up uh, by email with me or just come on um, on the call and I'll answer your questions live. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this call. I am looking forward to hearing from you even more. Uh, DIY French will come in December for three weeks. I'm going to do the short version, the three-week version of the program, and then in February, the eight-week program. So looking forward to hearing from you. And now I'm going to sign off and I'll wish you a fantastic rest of the weekend. Merci beaucoup et à la prochaine. Au revoir.